Hello and welcome back Boneheads. Uh, once again this is Rich and I'm joined by Ben. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, on episode 4 today we'll be talking about our star player entries for our competition. We'll be talking about the Marnabal Stunty Cup that we went to and the usual games, hobby, news and star players. Okay, so over the news. Rich, what have you got for us this week? Blood Bowl news. So, Games Workshop, nice big discovery that they've um, decided to release the Nurgle team. Absolutely brilliant. They look great. As of this recording, it hasn't been released yet. It's on pre-order this Saturday coming. Yep. Yeah, it looks exciting. Have you seen any details on the Spike or anything like that? Spike or Star Players yet? Or was it just the models? No, they've shown the, the cover of Spike, so we know it's coming. But there isn't anything, I believe, they haven't leaked anything from the inside. You know what, I've not seen dice yet either. There are dice. Ah, okay. They are green, there was green see-through dice with orange pips oh, okay. and brilliant. No, good. Typical Nurgle. I haven't they seen do the pitch. I've not seen a close-up no, of the okay. pitch. I know it's there, but oh, good. I don't, there is a, it's a standard. So you, you're getting the dice, you yeah. get the pitch, but I've not seen details. Brilliant. Um, they managed to keep this one a little bit close to their chest. So the question is, will you be buying one as you've got your own custom built Nurgle team? <laughs> no, because oh. I put effort into it. <laughs> and I'm not ruining it. Um, I do want the Pesticles. Well, that's good, because um, one of the guys from our group doesn't want the Pesticles. No. Is that Rick? I or think Ian? and Ian. It Rick could be Ian. both of them, but yeah. yeah, I do want the Pesticles, because I just think they're brilliant. Well, this means I can sell my Blight Kings now, which is quite yeah. useful. Did you actually build them yet? No, they're still sealed in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> I never got around to those ones, yeah. Months, but yeah, so that's coming out, which is cool. I think it was one of the teams that we thought of in the first episode. Yeah, we did, might come out. We did think they were coming soon, and that well, they they spoiled them right at the beginning, didn't they? They did. So oh, was, they've been a long, long time coming. What it does mean is that every team they release now will genuinely be a surprise. Yeah, definitely. Although if I build it, yeah. Games Workshop release it, apparently. Well, don't build what else, because I'm pretty sure they'll be next. It won't be else. <laughs> it won't be else. Um, but that's Games Workshop. So, Kickstarter-wise, there are three loads of bits going on. So, first and foremost, it's uh, a halfling team by Warp, Warp Lock Minis uh, called Ram Raiders. Um, this is a guy that we chatted to briefly on Facebook as well, who has the, the skinny treatment. Ah, this is the one. This is the one with the skinny treatment. The one it? with the skinny treatment. Uh, a couple of days left on this particular Kickstarter, as of now. Forty-five pound gets you fourteen halflings and two treatment. Um, nice big one. Plus any stretch goals that have been unlocked, and I believe all of them have been unlocked. Okay, so we've got the Ram Raiders halfling fantasy football miniatures on That's Kickstarter, the and they look really cool. The treatment look like the ones from um, from the Lord of the Rings. Yep. Yeah, you are expecting them to march on Isengard. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a couple of hobbits on their back. The but halflings have got so much character. They are fantastic. They models. have an immense amount of personality. I mean, yeah. the the and myself aren't my cup of tea. They're a bit too skinny for me. Yeah, um, I agree with that. However, those halflings are something else. Like Each and every one of them has a bucket load of personality. They have mascots. That's yes. amazing. A, a bull, which is a chicken. They've got Oakheart, which is more... He's a Treeman star player. He's more of the sort of Treeman I like. Yeah. Masterchef mini. Two mascots, um, a Carlevon Kill proxy yeah. uh, star player, um, which they sculpted in 24 hours. Did they really? They That's did. Tough sculpt in 24 hours. She's yeah. brilliant. She's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. A rooted marker and That's a coach. That's really helpful. A rooted marker is a great idea. Simple. You're not removing yeah. the mini. You just pop it, pop it underneath the base. Yep. That's clever. Simple slotting. And they've got a coach as well. But all in all, it's fantastic. And 45 quid, it's, it's, it's a bargain really for the amount that you can get on it. Do you get both the big guys in with that? Both the big guys. That's 14 really halflings, good. 2 treatment. So yeah. you get everything you need. I suppose if the halflings count as half a model each, it kind of makes sense. There. <laughs> what is there? They're there to be, to be... No, they're a great team. Ram Raiders. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely love it. So yeah. What else have we got? The Canadian Trolls. Hey. I mentioned a little while ago, a couple of episodes back, by FF Minis are now on Kickstarter. Um, they've called the guys Mohawk Troll and Run Runner Troll. They're actually working alongside Punga Miniatures, the guys who did the the, the Maori-looking orc team. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Um, so they're working with them. Uh, this is the, the, the two trolls where they had a bit of backlash in relation to Mohawk Troll, who was holding a, a scalp uh, previously, which upset a few people. The, the minis themselves are, are great-looking little minis. They are, they are great fun. Yeah. So they're at uh, £475 at the moment, or 1500 target. Yeah. With 10 days to go. There, there's still time. 
So they're about a quarter of the way there. You're looking at $20 for a single troll or 35 gets you both. They haven't got any sort of stretch goals with it. However, there are loads of add-ons available. A mixture of sort of Punga and Mystery Studio. You know my um, Bob and Jim? Yeah. Mystery Studio do Bob and Jim. Oh, I so see. I'm guessing Punga and Mystery are one and the same. They do have some cool extras. They've got balls and savage goblins. Yeah, my got... favourite out of those add-ons, Lord Rascal. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's an excellent looking mini. That genuinely looks like a privateer breast model. Yeah, yeah, it does. So it's, I hope it, it picks up. I hope they manage to get what they want out of it. I think the, the initial sort of backlash is, has hurt them a little. Yeah. With it, which is a real shame. A real shame, because it's, it's good to see some alternative trolls. But then again, it's it's very niche, isn't it? The Canadian troll. They're well, based on their, their history and their ancestry. So they're, they're called alternative troll models, but I think by this point, well, obviously, there are, there are always going to be guys looking for new goblin themes, but the goblin boom has already happened, I think, yes. where everybody went nuts with trolls and converting them I mean guy from our life league Ian custom built some trolls based off the river troll set I've got one yeah see I traded him one with him oh, yeah you're, uh, you're a troll from your um, Chaos Renegades team it's not much good but the mini is fantastic the mini is brilliant <laughs> the mini is brilliant um, and it's it's similar to, to the way it's going with the halflings at the moment halflings are at a peak I think they're going to be on their way back down soon wouldn't it be awful if Games Workshop brought out the halfling team next after all these big boom or bust from Kickstarter, I I wouldn't be surprised. It would, be, you know what? I'd There's a lot of love for them. Well, up for a Games Workshop halfling team because at the moment, with the way they're doing the models, I think they do a brilliant job of them. The thing is, though, you'd end up getting sixteen halflings. Yeah, and the, the treatment would be separate. Ooh, at, at least sixteen pound a pop. I don't know, they might be able to do Treeman in there, because the halflings are small. Anyway, that's pure conjecture. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. I hope that picks up. I hope they manage to get what they want out of it. There is some quality in there. The other one is a Lizardman team called Rabbit Rage from a company called Gaspez Art. Gaspez Art. I believe they're Spanish and I really can't say that first word. They've done a few teams. They've only just started um, and they're about a quarter of the way there for their target already. Okay, I've got them up now. Rabbit Rage Lizardman team for fantasy football by Gaspez Arts by Fabio Gasparini. That's the one. Very Aztec. Very, very Aztec looking. 79 euros for a team. It's steep. Okay, what's that in human money? Uh, 60 quid. Yeah. They're at 60, 65 quid, which is on par with other bits. However, it's going to be a minimum of 10 euros to be able to have it shipped to you. So, they they don't look like your classic lizardmen. They look yeah. kind of like... Di- Do you remember the uh, the TV show, uh, the sitcom with dinosaurs that were puppets? They look like those. What, dinosaurs? Not the mama. Yeah, that Yes. Yeah, they actually look a bit like a mix they of They do. That. They've got a lot of character... The skinks are great. The heads, for me, look a little bit big for their bodies. Yeah, they're quite scary. A bit creepy looking. They look like deep ones. Yes. So, actually, you know what? The sculpting quality of it looks brilliant yeah. on all these models. That's what I thought. I mean, again, you've got a lot of diversity in oh. those models themselves. Is that the crocs? The crocs are gorgeous. Beautiful. <laughs> crocs are fantastic. There's some really dynamic poses in there. Like The the, the way that they've, they've modelled some of these are absolutely brilliant. You can get a... A deluxe option, which is €89, Euros, which includes a coach mini, and you get a special box. They call it a special box. I'm not calling it a special box. That box is not special, but it is useful. It is useful. It has the soft foam rubber to take 23 minis. They have a bucket load, an absolute load of stretch goals available. Some are free, which come with the, um, the Kickstarter if you backed it. Others aren't. However, I'll take a deep breath, and if you're sitting, <laughs> it's probably for the best. They are doing a coach balls the balls look particularly good although it looks like they've skinned one of their own (laughs) in order to get there the coach looks great too dice apothecary turn markers a cheerleader the playmat the playmat looks good and i believe it was only about 20 quid 22 pounds for the cost of the actual mat the playmat does look very good it's a costing add-on however it does look for the money it looks fairly good 18 Um, euros for the playmat oh there you go uh re-roll tokens they do an impasse, a scatter, and a throw template, which is cool. I really like the weather markers. They are self-standing, coloured perspex, and they are just brilliant. Okay, those are. That is a very clever idea, given our propensity to forget the weather. <laughs> it's, um, it's obvious, it's in your face, you're not going to miss it. It's, it's, fan- it's fantastic. I really like them. Well, I really hate rain, but um, otherwise I think they're great, and it's a great idea. Um, and they're going to do a Bloodweiser Babe. Ooh, a yeah. um, skill markers and a prone stun token as well. 
you know what, that looks like a brilliant Kickstarter. The models look great, the sculpts are brilliant. They're not particularly to my style. I mean, I think that's because we saw the Frog Team a couple of weeks ago, and that that's more my style. I liked that. There was, yeah, for me this is bordering on cartoony. Yeah. Purely, I think, because of the size of the heads. But that might be the angle of the, the way they've um, shown the, the DigiSculpt. However, they do look good. I think they're going to surpass their, their target with, with ease. And all in all, I hope they do well. I really do hope they do well. Yeah, no, I'm pleased with them. They look really good. Uh, how far are they at the moment? They've only just started. Um, so, and they're about a quarter of the way there. Yeah, 19 days to go, and they're one grand out of their three and a half grand target. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, so the final thing to mention is probably our mini. Yes. Where we now have production minis. Yes, we got our first batch through the post, a ridiculously quick turnaround on that. Seriously quick. I, I have to have a shout out to both the, the sculptor Bears Head Minis, uh, Phil. Yeah, he did a great job. He and did a really, fantastic. really quick job. Really quick job. Without, like, there, there wasn't any quality issues on it at all. Like, the, the man listened to what we wanted and just got on with it. Yeah, did Absolutely it. fantastic. And then Chris from Macrocosm, um, who did the, uh, the, the casting for us. Seriously quick. So fast that we got our first run of production models before we paid for them. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the man just, it, it was an invoice afterwards and yeah. there was no concerns and it just out they came and no. this is when it is and when you pay me, you pay me sort of thing. But really, really good, really good value. And the third person to mention in this run is we put it with our commissioned painter, so Ian, we mention him all the time. Award winning. Award winning, multiple award winning <laughs> painter, Ian. <laughs> um, we'll pop his, uh, his Instagram in the in the show notes. He is going to be painting up one of our hero ogres and uh, once that's up we'll show it on the Facebook page and on the Twitter feed. We're thinking about giving some of these away as prizes. Sometimes. We are. We um, need, we're going to need at some point stats, backgrounds, yeah. make him a proper star player. Brilliant. From what you've done in this most recent one I reckon that it would be fantastic. Absolutely. So is that it for Bits and Bobs from That's news? it. That's the end of me. I've got one thing I'd like to mention. We've got a tournament coming up so it's actually the same place we went for the Stunty Bowl, which mm. we'll talk about later on when we talk about the, the Stunty Bowl Cup. But we've got the Birmingham Brawl coming up on the 1st of December in Birmingham. It's a one-day with three rounds. They've got some cool tournament rules on there where certain guys get certain level-ups in between each game. Really thematic. looks brilliant. It's at Geek Retreat, which is an incredible location. An absolutely amazing place. Yeah. Again, which we'll talk about more later when we discuss the Mana Bowl Stunty Cup but can't recommend that place enough. No, or Sean, who runs it. Yeah. Not, not Geek Retreat, um, but the guy who actually ran the tournament was, was awesome. Yeah, he's running this one as well, isn't he? He is. He yeah. Is Very much recommend that. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay, over to hobbies and games. Rich, what have you been playing? I've been playing a little bit of Blood Bowl. I've been playing Hero League with Randall. Oh, brilliant. Talk now, to us about that. Hero Now, I, I had this idea of creating a rookie star player that can never die, but it develops all the way through until it becomes a proper star player. So think of it from a college football point of view. Yep. It's the type of guy that's gone through everything, has won the Heisman Trophy, and has all the potential in the world to be the best player ever. So what I've decided is that myself and Randall have chosen a team each. He's the Chaos Dwarves, so I'm the humans. And you can either choose to add one stat, so either movement, strength, agility, or armor to the standard model, plus one skill, or take away a negatrate, i.e. bonehead like I did with the ogre, and then a skill on top of that. And then, so that person starts with two skills. The value of them um, is the, the same as if they'd had two skills, but they start on zero SVP. Oh, so you still get the, uh, you still get the process of leveling still them up the as process normal. Of leveling them up. And so by the time they reach level seven, they should be something special. When they get to level seven, they leave the team because they are that darn good um, and then they're a star player for, for me and him to use forevermore oh, I, I think that's brilliant so Randall is your nine year old lad eight he's eight, eight. He's, only, he's only eight he's just turned eight just turned eight oh, I thought he just turned nine no he just turned eight um, so Randall is your eight year old lad um, what's he picked with his hero player so he's chosen a ball centaur he's given him extra strength he has he's given him extra strength and block so you've got a strength five ball centaur with block yes yeah, hero seems fair. Hero, he's um an absolute animal. <laughs> uh, it's great. I've gone with a ogre. I've removed bonehead. That's so I cool. I don't have to run the bonehead. And I've given him 
which is a block or break tackle. I'll have to double check, but I'm certain it's block. Oh, I was say, I'd be surprised if you haven't given it a block. So you've got your own little mini Morgan Thorpe there. Yeah, and it just I thought it would be a, a cool little thing to, to do with him. Hopefully, you know, obviously things can get built up around him, but they can still be killed. If our star player gets injured, it's just badly hurt they're back for the next game. No, I, I love the idea of them being there for you in kind of your family's trophy cabinet of star players for I the rest of the time. Genuinely want to do that. I'd oh. like to get them to the point where it's a case of, you know what, Carl Flair is now the ultimate ogre star player, and he's put to one side and he's available for use. That's, Do you want to use my inducements? That is brilliant. So that's the hero league concept. The hero league concept, yeah. So like that. That's clever. Other than that, I've played a, a single game against Lewis. I used my Renegades against... What was he running? I want to say Renegades. Oh, Renegades versus Renegades, was I it? I believe it was. I could be wrong. How many trolls were there? <laughs> None on my side. That's good. Um, I lost the game. But as ever with Lewis, it was a, a nice game. Oh, good guy, Lewis. Good game. Um, it was enjoyable. Other than that, it was the only thing that we went to together. So, yeah, we went to the Marnival Stunty Cup, which was a, a league in, in Birmingham. We'll talk about that later in the episode, like how the tournament was run and things like that. But uh, played three little games there. I took my skink, my all skink team, all skinks and slibbly, which was, he's great, he's great. Played against some squ- a squeak herder team, goblin squeak herders. I avoided that one. Oh, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. They're all leap, strength four... Edge for Mighty Blow, it was just ugly. Cool bloodlust rules, so they would, you know, every now and again randomly have to go and bite one of the other goblins on the team, which was which was very entertaining to see. <laughs> um, but the guy uh, played against, I can't remember his name now, he didn't fail, he hardly failed any bloodlust, and they all had uh, they all had really stupid as well, but again, he hardly ever failed any of those, so it was just skinks getting eaten by a plethora of squigs and squig herders. But it was a really, really entertaining game, Another game was against a halfling team of pro halflings. Pro halflings are great fun. They looked difficult. Um, it was. It felt fair. It felt like the most ordinary. But it could. They could have been an ordinary blood bowl team actually. All right. Yeah. The most interesting player they had was a giant, which is strength six, with no nega traits. Wow. Yeah, this guy was amazing. So they had a tree man and a giant. And so the, the giant was good, but it was a great, great fun game. I think it was. A, we ended up as a draw with that one, but it was a really close run thing. He'd throw teammated at the end and nearly, nearly got it. Um, I nearly got it just by being skinks. Um, so that was a, a really great game. That was, uh, that was, I think that was my final game of the day. Played against a stunty strigoi team, so a vampire leans kind of thing. Yeah. That was uh, Sean who ran the tournament. He, that was his team. as beautifully put together. He used the um, the, the goblins from the Hobbit game as his little minions and um, that was clever yeah they 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 really struggled though they had a lot of bloodlust on their team as well and as soon as I clued on I tried my very hardest to take out the minions so they ended up just eating themselves to a 3-0 defeat yeah. but all in all some great games what did yeah. you play against when you were there I played against a skink team and two Stragoyans so I played Owen real nice guy actually brought his kid along as well Ah, oh, um, I almost did Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yes, the Eagles fan. Um, and I had the worst dice rolls of my entire life. <laughs> I, hand on heart, between a quarter and a third of my dice rolls were either ones or skulls. So what team are you playing with? I was playing with an ogre team. Ah, oh, brilliant. So straight ogre team, the all-star ogres. I had a, a mixed match. <laughs> I had a games workshop ogre. I had a rat ogre from second edition. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I had a star player ogre from Black Scorpion Miniatures. I had Bob <laughs> from Bob and Jim fame, painted by our award-winning painter in. I had my Ogroid used on my Chaos Renegade team, an Ogroid Thaumaturg. Oh, the big Ogroid. And then a bunch of snotlings. But oh, yeah, oh. absolutely atrocious. Um, really not a good first game. I lost 3-0, 4-0. Lost the second game against the Skinks. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's a guy who won it eventually. Yes, um, with all the different types of Skinks. Yes. That looked like a pretty decent team. It was very well put together very well thought out with the extra skills and he was a very good player oh um, that makes sense that he won it was then. difficult yeah he deserved it fully deserved it um, my last game was against Sean as well and I was proud and a little bit I felt a little bit bad as well because I tabled him <laughs> oh wow I, we took the lot out I, I say I tabled him between us um, we <laughs> tabled him uh, he had a lot of bloodlust issues like he had yeah. with you by the sounds of it and, but it was a great game it was, it was a fantastic game all in all, it was just it was good fun. 
yeah, it was it's, good fun. It was great to play some of the stunty league teams from Fumble and just to see people building different teams with different models and just playing against all new teams, which is exactly how we like to play Blood Bowl here because it was just more new, different Blood Bowl games with some really great guys, um, you know. Um, so that was great. So otherwise, I haven't played any Blood Bowl games because I've been busy panic painting um, mm-hmm. the tournament team. Have you done any hobby? Um, I panic painted the rest of my, <laughs> my ogre team um, <laughs> to get there. Other than that, I've been uh, we modelled the bull centaur since we last spoke. So I took half a dwarf blocker, I think it was. Took him, I cut him in half after Randall had lovingly built him. <laughs> I took a, a chaos knight's horse. And I plugged the two together to make a very crude wall centaur to work on. At which point, Ian green stuffed it. Oh, brilliant. So he filled up the hole and has made it look pretty and wonderful, so we got a chance to paint it. So, is that the wall centaur that Randall's using as his hero? Player? It is. Oh. He's, he's fallen in love with it. Brilliant. Straight away, the moment I made it, he has since come to me and said, I've got a second dwarf, Daddy. Have you got a second horse? <laughs> um, I don't. I haven't done much painting on that regard. I've been, my, my attention has been diverted by Sigma. Yeah. Um, but. I do want to do a bit more. We've got our, our new league coming up soon. And I need to paint Bumblebee properly. Well, that doesn't sound like you're going to take him. I mean, he will be there eventually. He'll be the first one you hire. He will be the first one I hire. So, um, as for me, hobby-wise, yeah, uh, Panic painted an entire horror skink team in a night, which I was actually really pleased with. Um, it I looked got, great. <laughs> got a couple of compliments on it, and I thought, felt a bit kind of like, well... This is great. I can paint a team in five hours. It was it was really good. And um, as it was my first tournament, it's the first kind of I've never had such an impetus to paint and base a team before, and it was awesome. So I think I'm going to be all about the tournaments and all about the special events now, just yeah. to get models painted. The only other bit of hobby I've been doing is I've been started to build my dwarf team. Oh, okay. So I did pick up I eBayed a, a dwarf, uh, one of the new dwarf teams. Um, I've got my second edition one, so not to play dwarfs with, because I've had my dwarf team for ages. But this is to mix with a human team, so that uh, if we do start, and I hope we do, we will. Yeah, if we do start our mixed team league, the super league, then uh, I think I might be running humans and dwarfs, just because I think thematically they go well together. I don't think they'll be overpowered, but I think um, just you know, human agility isn't great, but that'll work well with orcs. So uh, with not with orcs, but that'll work well with dwarf blockers. So I've been building those, and I've been building some of my orc team as well, placing the black orc blockers with the iron jaws brutes. Is it? Yeah, 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 they, yeah. yeah they, they are fantastic. Ones. So Milton um, did some of those for his orc team, he did. and I was just like, these are brilliant. They just look so imposing. Yeah, they're, they're perfect for. So I built, I built, built those. So they still need to have their arms on, um, oh. and I built a giant troll out of a mega boss or whatever. The thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, looks really, really cool. Um, it'll be a shame that trolls, as well. trolls are rubbish. But um, if I split, <laughs> if I split, um, if I split the orc team with another team, I might be able to use it as an ogre or, or something else. But yeah, no, I'm really up for having an orc team because I've never, I've never played with orcs. I've only dabbled a couple yeah. of times with Randall, and I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm thinking for the mixed team to go orc and ogre, like we tried before. Like yeah, Rick and well, there's a lot of potential there. What I want to do is I want to have a couple of very basic teams painted up, ready to try and teach my brother and my girlfriend um, Blood Bowl. Nice. Yeah. Brave man. Yeah, no, it should be fun. So I want to get my humans and my orcs just painted up just so they look really good. Yeah. Because that's, that's something on my it list. It helps buying. Helps with the buying. It does. Talking of buying, um, I have bought no Blood Bowl for the last couple of weeks, which has been brilliant. But now the Nurgle team is uh, <laughs> on the horizon. That's brilliant. I'll be picking that up. Still haven't built either of my Dark Elf teams, but um, the Noble team looks really straightforward, really. Hopefully the kit won't be horrific. So it should I don't be quite, think it will be. They don't, it doesn't look it. It looks like it could be it really fun, chunky. yeah, really fun, quick team to build to go in the cabinet. So, yeah, really excited to, yeah, for that. I can imagine it's going to be not dissimilar to the starter, day, uh, starter uh, teams you've got with the humans and the orcs. And a lot of push of it in a way. Yeah, and to be fair, the Chaos team was... The only tricky thing on the Chaos team was some of the horns with the Beastmen, but actually that was nothing compared to some of the other kits. So The elves. Hopefully, the elves. the elves were horrific. So hopefully Games Workshop are going back to their kind of, actually, snap bit is easiest for Blood Bowl because that's the kind of game it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well up for the Nurgle team that's coming out. Yeah, I've, I've got no buying for Blood Bowl recently. I've got no intention to. Um, I'm looking at the teams that are out there, and... There's not really anything else I'm after. There is still, as I mentioned before, a Chaos Halfling. 
yeah. thing that I, I would like to have, but that's not the end of the world. But like the, the core teams, yeah. I'm comfortable with what I've got, plus I just need to paint them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm quite comfortable. I'm not looking necessarily to, to get the, the agility-based teams. I'm more of a smash your face and see what happens with the ball after. More of a bruiser team. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm keeping my eye out for is uh, a Gorgon. Just so I can try playing with uh, two giant players on a blackboard pitch. Yes, well, we can try it. I've got the Gorgon, <laughs> or the Cygor, or both. Yeah. 2v2. I just think that would go well with my Chaos team, uh, Cygor. Right, wonderful. Let's move on to our first topic. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is our star player competition. So a couple of episodes ago, we posted that we wanted to give away a Dark Elf Blood pitch, one of the new ones that came out. We did. And we said all you had to do to enter was to create a new star player and send it to us. And we had a load of submissions. We had... 26 pages. Yeah, 26 pages <laughs> of uh, submissions. It was well on the way to sort of 70, 80, which was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, surprising. Really surprising. And the quality of them was excellent. I had great fun reading through them. Yeah, so it took a while. It did take a long while. <laughs> 26 pages. But some of the entries were absolutely brilliant. Some were completely inspired. Some were just really good Blood Bowl pairs. Just want to say thank you to everybody who participated. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for helping out. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk through a few honourable mentions. And then I think we've each picked a top three. Yep. We're going to talk through them. Then we'll pick one each and we'll roll off to see who wins the Dark Elf pitch. So honourable mentions, Rich. Anyone for you? The four... Halflings devoted to the chaos gods. This was excellent. So <laughs> was, this was the effort that was put into it was phenomenal, and I just love the idea of four chaos-strewn halflings wandering around the pitch. The four sworn heralds. That's the heralds. Yeah, absolutely brilliant little entry. Little entry. It was really detailed. Everything. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. So there's one halfling um, for each of the four chaos gods. Uh, half-sized Herald of Corn, half-sized Herald of Nurgle, half-sized Herald of Slanesh, and half-sized Herald of Zinch. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. They all had excellent little individual rules really with getting different mutations and rage. It's absolutely brilliant. So thank you for that entry. That was brilliant. Another one of the other mentions I want to say is uh, from submitted from our league. So there's only two entries from our league. Ian, thank you for your skink one. Brilliant. And he included a little picture of the model. That was good. But the one I'd like to mention is uh, from James. So we've mentioned Dwarf Lord James a couple of times before. Dwarf Lord James. Heck of a player and heck of a team. Um, he has submitted his star player is an actual player that was on his team. So I'm just going to quickly talk through this player because it's brilliant. Grimmond Colborn, the second. Move six, strength three, edge four, armor eight. So he was a dwarf runner that had edge four. Uh, short hands, thick skull. He had block, leap, dodge, and nerves of steel. So he leveled up. He got leap. <laughs> and met Milton. And met Milton. <laughs> and this player died before he ever got a chance to make his first leap. <laughs> so James managed to build an edge four dwarf with leap, and he died before he had the chance. So I think, you know, absolute props to that. A genuine. Yeah. It, it, yeah, the, the potential there was, was amazing. Super, absolutely super, that one. So are there any other honourable mentions that aren't in your top three, Rich? Yes, Bert Bramblestock. Um, the, the Stilted Stalker. The Stilted Stalker. The, um, the, the Halfling and the Treeman, who knew each other from Cub and Sap, which was a sapling, which was a particular favourite sentence of mine. The, again, the effort that went into this guy was brilliant. Um, basically, they, in short, they play together. Um, a goblin with a chainsaw comes along and tears apart poor old Bramblestock the tree. The halfling ends up using the legs of Bramblestock as stilts and stomping the entire goblin to. It's just, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The the legs themselves, the stilts, I believe give him really long legs and stab right. because he sharpened the points. We're going to talk through this one because he yeah, didn't quite make it to the top three, but an excellent one. So thank you, Alistair, for this one. He's a halfling. Movement six, strength two, edge three, armor six. Hero is skills. So loner, dodge, pass block, because he's tall, uh-huh. stilts, which gives him very long legs, and stab. So he'll play for halflings, but he'll play against, he'll play for any team that's playing against a goblin team. It's just, I, I love that little, yeah. that little twist there. So that bit of fluff in there was absolutely brilliant. It means he's not stunty because he can't be thrown around, because no. he's got stilts on. But you've just got this fast moving, 
stabbing <laughs> halfling on stilts. Hey, I, the model that I've got in my head for that is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's more than possible. Oh, absolutely. That is definitely on the to, on the to build list. So <laughs> that's that's Bert Bramblestock, the stilted stalker. Thank you, Alistair. That's an excellent one. The other one I wanted to mention was an absolute beast of an entry, and it it was just very 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 funny. So this was uh, submitted by Courtney, and he'd submitted three star players based on his family. Yes. One for his wife and two for his kids. I'm not going to read it out in case he gets in trouble with his wife. <laughs> but yep. um. The, the, yeah, really cleverly put together. I loved that. I had a really good laugh on that it one. Was, yeah, it was nice to see something that was... It, it, it incorporated what, clearly what he loves most anyway. Yeah. With, with the family, with Blood Bowl, and it was just... It was nice to see such a personal touch to it as opposed to this is an orc that can do that. Yeah, he like, created three right. individual skills for this. One was called Hangry, one was called Always Right, and one was called Lazy Git. And yeah, just some really clever work in Let there. Let you guess which one the wife was. <laughs> <laughs> So that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Courtney. So, on to our top three then, Rich. Yes. So, I will I will just list the top three and then we'll, we, I suppose, we'll go through for me. Absolutely. Um, I, I couldn't number my top three. No. Just the three best ones. We'll talk through them. We'll each pick one at the end and we'll, we'll roll for it. So, Endless Dave. That's Endless without an H. Oh, I like this one. Um, by Brendan Smith. Now, this was a skeleton who had regenerating explosive heads. <laughs> Just the thought is just fantastic. He's not uh, he's not a secret weapon, I suppose, because of the fact that if he regenerates, he's a different person. <laughs> so in theory, I'll, I'll read out the stats for this guy. So Edless Dave, a skeleton lineman with detachable regenerating exploding heads, five three three eight loner fixed skull regeneration wrestle bombardier. Bombardier. He can literally throw his head, regenerate it, and off he goes again. One hundred and fifty k. That's a brilliant For 150k, player. I would take him every time. Yeah. <laughs> this is brilliant. So I liked him a lot. We didn't get detail of what teams um, he could play for, but I'm assuming all the undead ones. All the um, undead ones, yeah, without fail. There's a great little modelling opportunity in that as well. There really is. Yeah. There really is. And yeah, it just it, it tickled me. That It really did. My second one, or not, well, not the second one, but number, number two out of my three was the Totem Troll. So this one was submitted by Robert, who also submitted the four chaos halflings. He did, so amongst a couple of others as well, I yeah, think. Excellent job, Robert. So the Totem Troll. Move 4, Strength 7, Edge 1, AV 9, 250k. Loner, Always Hungry, Foul Appearance, Mighty Blow, Regeneration, Take Root and Fix Skull. So he can play for Orcs, Savage Orcs, Goblins and Underworld. So it's based off the Punga Miniatures Totem Troll. So this is a shout out. Punga Miniatures do some great models. The Totem Troll looks great. Go and have a look at it. Pick one up, because I, I think I might have to. So, he talks through why he's chosen his skills, which was brilliant. So, Loner, big yeah. guy. Makes sense. Yeah. Always hungry. So he says, I don't imagine this troll actually eating anyone, but the random discharge of energy could easily kill. That's great Makes logic. Sense. like that. Yeah. Foul appearance. Yeah, that's self-explanatory. Mighty Blow. Zap of uh, randomly discharged magic could knock out even the biggest player. Regeneration, because it's made of goop, it's just this yeah. troll. Uh, take root. So, this I like, this is good. I like to think that the orcs have made it. So, take root, this is good. Um, I like to think the orcs that made it weren't as careful as they could have been, hence the random magical discharges. So, take root. Basically, he says that because the orcs have put it together, they're not brilliant engineers, they're not great magicians, it makes sense that actually it might just stop working. Yep. Like that. Again, it makes sense. Yeah, fix skull, because he takes he can take a, a punch. Great model. Haven't got a price. Probably should have had a look at that. But that's a cool one. But he's, what I like about it, I love, in my head, I've got this big brute of a creature, and every now and again you just get an arc of electricity spouting over its shoulder or across its back yeah. and things like that. Just something which tells you that this isn't your, your normal guy and he's going to do some serious damage. But I like that a lot. There was a lot of thought. It was, it was a great bit of um, imagination. Yeah, really. Like that. That. Number three was the Hellspawn Henry. Plucks on my heartstrings. I'm a, I'm a corner and I'm a Chaos player and this is a giant demon. So, races. Chaos Pact, Demons of Corn, Chaos. 280k. Movement 5, Strength 3, Edge 1, AV 7. So, not great. great. Not great so far. So, skills. Loner, Wild Animal, Horns, Frenzy, Claws, Thick Skull, and Disturbing Presence. So, he's included a little picture of what the model, of the model he thinks it should be used with, which is from the Horus Heresy 
character series. I'm not sure which model that is. No, it's a, it's a great model. Isn't it? So, yeah. what did you like about that entry? I like the fact, although the stats aren't great, I like the fact that it's very cornate. At the end of the day, just because you haven't got the best stats doesn't mean you can't go up against something and take it down because you've got horns to stab them with and a claw to rip them apart afterwards. So it's wild animal, so he's doing things on one two plus basically if he blitzes. Yep. If he blitzes he's blitzing at strength four, which is fine, that's yep. great. With frenzy and claws. That would take apart um dwarfies. Yeah, he would yeah, that's a really cool thing. I think two eighty K is probably the appropriate price from a stats point of view, but a bit much for him. But no, I think you're right. Like, if he was at around two hundred, two ten That'd be a great little. I'm gonna. It, it would be ad, it would almost like a secret weapon for a corn team. Yes. Just this guy's just gonna come on. He's not even gonna play the ball. He's just gonna he's hit there things. Just to break things apart. Yeah. I'm he not sure. Smash through a cage. I'm not sure there are that many players. Uh, not sure there are that many star players that actually have the claw special skill. Yeah, I think you'd make a big difference. Yeah. So those are your top three. They are. What okay. are yours? So, Ben Starr, I highlighted mine different colours. My top three in no particular order. So. Got uh, one entry here um, called the Chain Rasp Phantom. Now, he's used, he's suggested a model, or at least he's based the player, or the player's been inspired by one of the Chain Rasp Horde that's recently come up for Age of Sigma. So you can immediately see, okay, I see what this player is going to look like. Basically, he has a load of skills and a load of tactics that make him a really great marking player. So movement six, strength four, edge four, armor nine. So immediately he's like he's a beast. But he's Simply got, for a goat. Yeah. But he's got no hands, loner, dodge, stand firm, prehensile tail, tentacles, and foul appearance. Okay, so he's got a great little explanation here. He says he's a ghost. He'd be interested to have a star player who specializes in marking and tying up the opposition. But unlike other big guys who typically fulfill that role, can't really be relied upon to do any damage of their own, which is fair enough. Yep. So the strength 4 is to make tentacles a bit more effective. The lack of block and the fact he's got a loner means that actually him attacking isn't going to be that great. Yep. Well, you know what it's like having you got a mutated troll with tentacles or Beast of Nurgle. Yep. You don't risk using them, you just leave them there, which I think is quite cool. Prehensile tail and tentacles represents the chains. Fair enough. Okay, yep. Dodge, edge 4 and stand firm represents the fact he's a ghost. Can't really punch a ghost. So, <laughs> yep. so that's quite cool. Because yep. actually it's a fair shout. Trying to get a decent block on a strength four dodge guy with stand firm is... It's going to be very yeah. difficult. So you pop him next to another player and he's not really going anywhere. Ghost shouldn't be able to handle the ball so he gets no hands, which yep. I completely agree with. And foul appearance because he's a scary spirit. He's yeah. a spooky That's ghost. Standard. Yeah, like that. Uh, he talks through why and how much he's come up with his skills um, and um, his cost, which is 240k. Really like that because it performs... A very different role. Yes, it's a very specific role, but would be very handy against a high agility team. Elf team would struggle with that. Yeah, so really Please. like that one. So uh, thanks very much, Trevor. That's a great one. Uh, another one of my top three is, uh, is I've got a couple of funny ones because that just they hit home. Cannonball Bob. Yes, that one, I did like that one. Yeah, I did like that one a lot. So Goblin Star Player, 160k, move five, strength two, edge three, armor eight. Which is a lot for a goblin. It's a good reasoning, though. Yeah. So, no hands, right stuff, dodge, block, dauntless, stunty, and secret weapon. So, the idea of this guy is, Cannon wears tougher, weaponized armor. Hence his armor 8. When when he's thrown through the air, he becomes an actual weapon. (laughs) If Cannon lands on another player, roll for armor against them and add 3 to the result. Uh, When he scatters, if he lands in another occupied square, roll for armor without modifier. Continue this way until Cannon lands in an empty space. Due to the bulk of the armour, Cannon is unable to carry the ball. So basically, you've got a goblin that is dressed up like a massive <laughs> throwing ball, and he hits like a chainsaw. Yeah. So... He'll tear <laughs> apart cages. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, you chuck him at a cage, he's bound to hit somebody, and he's hitting someone with plus three armour. I can just like I can just picture this goblin dressed as... A conquer a spiky ball or something. You know something. what? I've almost got like a miniature Hulk Buster oh, from that's the exactly. Iron Man films. Exactly. Uh, so I, I love that goblin. I think that deserves a model of his own. Again, yeah, that, that's up there with the halfling <laughs> with the tree legs. Really great one. Thanks for that, Michael. Love that one. My third one is from Brendan Hamshanks O'Multi, an obese halfling who flattens opponents by rolling. So it's a really simple entry. 
but we'll talk through what he does. So move three, strength five, uh, edge one, um, armor seven, loner, no hands, always hungry, ball and chain, juggernaut, mighty blow. So he's got always hungry, which does nothing unless you're throwing somebody. So I think what he was aimed for was something like Bonehead probably would be a yeah. better one, because actually he stops for a snack. <laughs> yeah, Bonehead sounds about right. But the idea is you've got this massive halfling who just rolls his way around and no one can stop him. <laughs> Juggernaut, fallen chain, I thought it was brilliant. The fact is he's got a mighty blow actually means he's going to do some damage. He's only strength five, but still you've got this halfling who's bouncing around, causing carnage. I thought it was really more than enough, isn't it? Yeah, but from a tactical point of view, they don't have that on the halfling team. No. So having a secret weapon, who isn't a secret weapon, just bouncing around each time fits really well. And after playing against the pro uh, the pro halfling team last week, where they've got some specialist players, it makes it really dynamic. So for 170k, that's good value. Yeah, you can have a great little halfling bit of carnage there. With a couple of treatment, I think it would make half things. Fit that into a team. Well, that's it. Well. That's it. I think. I like that a lot. That's not a star player. That's that's. that's it it could be a star player, but that could easily be a death roller for the halflings. Exactly. It's it's a positional. It is a positional. Uh, I like that. That I didn't know they needed. No, until now. Yeah. <laughs> so excellent job there, Brendan. So we've gone through our top three. Now we've got the hard work of determining which one we would like to pop through to the final two. So, Rich, yes. out of your, your top three, which one do you think deserves a chance to win the Dark Elf pitch? More than the others. They all More do. than the others. I will have to go with the Totem Troll. The amount of effort that was put into it with regards to the, the inspiration that they got, make sure that there was, there was a, an image so we could see what it was about, the reasons behind everything, and just the, the, the pure imagination of this this entity that can't help but discharge what it's got, it can't control it. Not for its own fault, but because the orcs are too damn stupid to be able to do it properly. Yeah. It, it fits, it's thematic. You can imagine a bunch of orcs chucking a load of clay together and going, yeah, that'll work. And then a shaman coming over going, I'll stuck something into it, it should work now. Okay, brilliant. That makes a lot of sense. So my top three, I love them all. They've all got individual roles that I think would make them really beneficial in the game. But I think the top one for me, just from pure entertainment, is Cannonball Bob, the goblin artillery weapon. I don't blame you. Yeah, no. The just, carnage that could cause would just be beautiful. Just hitting like a chainsaw, and then him not being able to run around. I just think it's just so much fun. I do love the other two, but I'm going to go for Cannonball. So, ready for the roll-off? We are. Okay, let's do this. Okay, we get a six and a five. Rich, who won the competition? Robert! Robert with the totem troll. So we will sort out getting a, a pitch out to you. Absolutely brilliant. Just want to say thank you again to everybody who participated in this. Um, we had so many entries and so much creativity. It was like having a chat about star players with 70 or 80 people we've never met before. And it, it was, was great. Brilliant. And it was the, the response was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. So yeah, thank you very much. We do intend on doing giveaways and competitions quite frequently, so uh, keep an eye on Facebook and, and keep listening to the show. So right. thank you very much. Right, now we'll move on to our next topic. Okay, welcome back. Now what we're going to talk about is the Mana Bowl Stunty Cup that we went to a couple of weeks ago. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed it. It was great fun. So what the, uh, what the Stunty Cup was, was a, a little tournament. And it was a one day, three three rounds, yep, um, and then a little prize thrown at the end. So like that format, which was brilliant. But it was a stunty league, so it was regular stunty teams and all the ones that are on fumble. Yes. So all the random stunty teams. So what teams did you come against? I came up against uh, the skink team. That's the mixed. Team. That's the mixed, mixed skink team. And I played Strigoyan twice. You played two. Str- yeah, I also played the Strigoyan once. Played pro halflings, which was great fun, and played against the squeak herder team. The squeak herder yeah, team. The power team. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned this earlier. So the squeak herder team has got four squeaks in it, and they're strength four. They've got some crazy skills, including mighty blow. Uh, there's two squeak herders, which also have mighty blow and strength four, and a bunch of goblins, which was fine, but it was a uh, you know they had bloodlust, which was great fun. Yep. To see them sort of occasionally eat another goblin, but yeah, that was just a heck of a hard team to play against. Yeah. I'm glad I missed it. Mm. I played regular skinks um, with Stibley supporting. 
which was rather bit of Slibley. Yeah, it was great fun actually. Um, Slibley was brilliant. We went toe to go against every big guy in the game and didn't die at all, which was brilliant. <laughs> uh, the rest of the skinks were just amazing because their skinks ended up going one one and one. So yes. I lost one three nil. Drew against the pro halflings. One against the Strigoin. There was a Chaos Halfling team. Oh, brilliant. I know that was one you were shooting for. I was considering. I'm glad I went with the Ogres, purely because at least I knew what I was doing with them. Yeah. There's a lot. With what I found with the, the Stunty is there's, there's a lot to remember with the different skills and the different positionals and things. So. so almost every team was a team you've never played against before. Yeah. That's why I went with just Nizim, and I think that's probably why you went with Ogres as well. It's just because actually there's so much new stuff going on. It was a lot of work. So apart from the pro halfling guy, who played a really, who did a really, really good job and was just a, a great guy to play against, trying to keep up with all the rules for all of the different ones was difficult, which made playing against the squeak team really hard. Cause it's difficult because you can't counter it, you can't plan ahead because you, no. you don't necessarily know exactly what they're doing. No, it's... Right. So that guy does what? So he rolls for this when? And yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was tricky, but I would definitely play against play in a little stunty league again. More than happy to do another stunty. More than happy. I mean, we had, what, two Strigoyen, we had the Chaos Halflings, my Ogres, your Skinks, the other Skinks, and the Squig Herders. Am I missing one? There were eight. There was another team. What did um, the young lad play? That was the Chaos Halflings. So he played Chaos Halflings. The guy who won played Skinks. We had the... The runner-up king was a Squig Herder. So true Strigoyen, one Ogre. Yeah. My Skinks... Fancy skinks. Pro I can halflings. see the coach. In my head, I can see the coach. He was a, a really pleasant chap. Played his second game against the Squid Herders. And they, against the Chaos Halflings. So we had Ogres. Yeah. You. Skinks, me. Other skinks. Strigoyen, Strigoyon. Pro Halflings. Pro Halflings. Squigs. Squigs. Chaos Halflings. Chaos Halflings. Oh, so I haven't put one. I just can't count. Yeah, no. So there were eight players yep. that turned up, which wasn't, which was a little bit less than I was expecting. Yeah. But when it is so slotted as to do a, to do a stunty league team, I guess it's quite difficult to, to muster up players for it. It's it's very particular, isn't it? However, as it was my first tournament, I was actually quite grateful it was a smaller group. I was really happy going on <laughs> that. I, I felt a lot more comfortable. It was it was not competitive. Um, it was just a bunch of guys playing with teams that they'd not really played against before. It was great fun. It was the be- one of the best one of the best few games of Blood Bowl I've played, just because it was just so random. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, my first game was just atrocious for the roles. But um, Owen, the guy who I played against, yeah, uh, he he was feeling bad. <laughs> he was, he was willing bad. on, and it was that bad. He was willing me on, and it was um the, the second game. I was trying my best to get the um to get the, the spot prize. I've oh, taken yeah. out one of the bigger ones with a couple of my snotlings and, and towards the end he was winning 3-0 or something ridiculous and I was just ganging up in this one skink and he was willing me on to kill it. And just it just it was that sort of background where there wasn't some of any nastiness, there was no maliciousness. It was just it was just fun. Fun. The tournament organiser Sean did a great job of coming up with spot prizes for each round, um, talking it through with the players to make sure it was fair. Yeah. So there was a, a couple of times he wanted to do something with big guys and not all the Stunties teams had big guys, so but just great it kept everyone involved and it was a really really great day he ran it really well kept everyone up to date and um, I would definitely love to go very knowledgeable man yeah but he runs his league he he does and you asked him a question or someone asked him a question he didn't he didn't like have to think he was just straight off the bat that's your answer and the best thing was there was no arguments no like there wasn't any sort of well I think you're wrong on that no in this case of you know what is is word was gone and off you go yeah everyone deferred to him as as the TO which I think made it really really smooth really smooth so the location however was even better than the tournament it was immense before we talk about the the location itself where we parked was amazing (laughs) so so we drove up from uh, we drove up from from Southampton so it's about a three hour journey we stopped yeah, for stopped stopped. McDonald's breakfast on the way, no worries at all. Got lost a little bit on some road works outside Oxford, which was very oh, aggravating. Okay. So we pulled up, we, you know, Rich Googled uh, some parking spots close to the shop. So we pulled in there, we parked up, we got to the street, pulled out Siri, asked her to show me where we were going, and it told me we were there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> clearly I've entered the, uh, the postcode for the car park. And it turns out that actually we were just two doors down. We were right, so we came out of the car park, and there was a games workshop, and the game shop there itself. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. So the place we're talking about is the Geek Retreat in Birmingham. The place is huge. It's massive. It's it's a it's a cafe. 
it's a gamers cafe effectively downstairs you buy your coffee your your snacks and things with games on sale downstairs if you want to cards decks and like deck sleeves and things like that but there's seating areas downstairs but you go upstairs and there's seating available for what 40 50 people it's absolutely huge so downstairs they had a big tv and a couch where you could play um, retro video games they had a bunch of tables there when we came in. There's a load of guys playing random trading card games. Yep. Like Rich said, they had a cafe point there, and they were great. So they were bringing us burgers and coffees and things upstairs to where we were playing this yeah, tournament. Yeah, it was it was it was um, table service. Yep. You order it downstairs, and they bring it up to you. No questions, no fussing. And it brilliant. was brilliant. The prices were, were excellent. The guys who worked there were wonderful. Uh, the location was superb. It worked great for our tournament. So we were upstairs, and there was eight of us. So we took up a bunch of tables, but. We were only a quarter of the upstairs space. There were yeah, guys right. playing Dungeons and Dragons across the way. It was. Yeah. I, I know exactly. There was a couple around the other end who were playing. I don't know what it was, but it was almost like a Cards Against Humanity type, yeah, type of game yeah. that I noticed. <clears throat> but, but then you didn't feel like you were an outsider anyway. You no. didn't feel like you were imposing, and no one did. You could tell that the whole place was just comfortable. Yeah, and didn't everyone what you were playing. just wanted to, to just create a great environment. So I would absolutely recommend the Geek Retreat. Now, we live three hours away, and I'm, we're going to go back at some point. Definitely. I'm gutted that we don't have one around here. I'm really disappointed, because Birmingham's a little bit too far for us to pop to regularly, but the every couple of Birmingham. months, absolutely brilliant. They are running uh, another tournament later in the year at that place, Birmingham, which we spoke about in the news um, news point, which is a, it's a normal tournament, but with some special rules. So not just Stunty, this is for all teams. Anybody who is remotely close to Birmingham, I recommend going. Let's go. Chat to Sean, and he's such a nice guy. And when we when he first was setting up um, the Stunty Cup, I'm, I was back and forth with a couple of messages on Facebook and always replied. That's right, because it was on Father's Day at first, wasn't it? It was on Father's Day, and I felt awful for pointing it out, because <laughs> I wanted to go to the, the, to the Cup, but... On Father's Day with four kids, you, you don't really get that. I'm, I'm glad you did, and he's glad you did as well, because actually we had a great little tournament it at the was, end. It was fantastic. So what were your thoughts on the whole thing as it was? I would quite happy to do it again. I loved the sort of like the, the depth in which we could do bits and pieces, the spot prizes and things like that. If we had a facility like that to go to, I would be a very happy man and would run a tournament every month, I think, and find new and interesting ways of being able to do something. But thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. The awards at the end were good. Um, <laughs> you won most uh, most violent. Most violent. I yeah. did. I I lost four nil, four nil, and then one <laughs> one nil. But I, I caused fourteen casualties 14 in three casualties. games. I lost fourteen casualties <laughs> in three games. So I also won a prize, which was I can't remember if we called it glass jaw or not. But um, along those lines, you can take the you can take the Skaven players out of the Skaven player the Skaven coach team, but you can't. Just follow you wherever you go. Yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would particularly change. But then I've not really, I've not run a tournament. I think for our first tournament, it was a great little one to go to. Yeah. Some of the things I, I love that they did. Three rounds in one day was was perfect. The start time was fantastic. Yeah. So start time was eleven. Yep. The only thing I think if I was to do this tournament again or when we come to running a tournament because we're going to yeah, hopefully definitely a win. Yeah, hopefully early next year run out front of a tournament down here is um, recommended time to arrive for registration. Yep. Because we were aiming for 11 and we got there just before 11 and we kind of slowed things down a little bit. That yeah. was mostly because of the traffic because we left in plenty of time but we got hit that. But if it was registration at 10.30 start your first game at 11 you know what? It meant that we could make that three hour journey without being shattered without having to stay up there, just rock up, and we were done by half past six, seven o'clock. Yeah, just for that, I think it was all sort of done by six, wasn't it? Yeah, which was which was great, casual timings. You could probably squeeze four rounds in in that time, but it would have been pressure and you would have to use timers. It really suited the tournament style, and it just felt right. So I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. The location was perfect. The way it was run was really good. The fact it was stunty teams made it really interesting. Mm. But it also meant that it wasn't competitive because no one really knew what was going on. No, and it was it, which is good. I mean, it was. I think from my point of view, if I in a situation like that, I would like to see, at the time I play the person, what their roster was. So you can look at it to then kind of go, okay, so I can do this. Yeah. That's more of a personal preference. And that was the other thing I think that I probably could have done a bit better was the right guys get your rosters to me a week before the event. 
Um, so that I can make sure that everyone's got fair ones. Uh, as it was, where it was a casual event, it didn't really matter. And I submitted my roster the morning of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to run. But having that little bit of organisation ahead of time would have helped with that bit a little bit. But it really didn't matter on the day because everyone was quite chilled. Yeah. And, um, a nice atmosphere. Yeah. And it was super. So absolutely recommended it. Absolutely loved it. Can't recommend Geek Retreat enough. And just want to once again say, Birmingham Brawl will be run at that place on the 1st of December this year one day three rounds with some really cool little rules give it a Google I'm not sure if there's a Facebook event for it yet but if there is we'll share it 100% Um, and I really hope we can be there So on to our star player of the episode. Now, given that we've already spoken through between six and 27 um, <laughs> star players, we are going to rehash one of them because actually we're going to talk about the one that won the prize. Totem Troll. Yeah, and we're going to talk about why he would be useful and the circumstances within. So yeah. I'm just going to read off the stats with the Totem Troll again. Uh, he's 250k, movement 4, strength 7, edge 1, AV 9, always hungry, loner, Foul Appearance, Mighty Blow, Regeneration, Take Root, and Thick Skull, Orcs, Savage Orcs, Goblin, and Underworld. So, Rich, what would you do with this guy? I would stick him square in the middle of the field and leave him. <laughs> Almost certainly. Like the, the the fact he's got Foul Appearance um, automatically causes problems for anybody who wants to try and block him. Yeah. Strength 7 is incredible. Is, is insane. You'll knock over a Tremor. Yeah. No, it's you, you don't want to do too far. You will stand toe to toe against two trees without any issues at all. You've got to go well out of your way. I would literally just use him as a roadblock. And every time you need to get him in somewhere, just, just put him in, cause problems. You just got to be careful. Was it um bonehead? He's got No He doesn't. He has take root. Take root, that was it. Which is even better than bonehead. So he's got no He doesn't lose tackle zones. No. Nope. Doesn't have any of the, that sort of negatrait other than take root and just You'd want to place him, plonk him somewhere and, and leave him in a way. What I would like to see, my, my only sort of um, caveat to that is, in my head, with all this energy that's sparking around, is that every turn you roll a dice. On a one, he sparks. It's, it's almost like a... He can't help himself. It's just a yep. an explosion. Anybody within a square of him, roll a dice. On a four plus, they get knocked down. Like so, just that so, sort of thing. So basically, he becomes a uh, a bomb, a fireball. Yeah, a fireball every turn on a one because it could be difficult for a load of reasons. I like that. I think that's quite fun. Just just something a bit extra, but that would be whoever is around him. <laughs> yeah, friends, <laughs> or or friends and folk. And just I like that idea of just the risk that you run with him on a strength seven, just knock him down. So the model was recommended for this is from Hunger Miniatures. He's nineteen American dollars. So that's that about works out about 15 yeah about fifteen quid yeah, fifteen pounds in England and probably about seventeen pounds seventeen euros. Yep. And it's a big old model, size forty five mil. Um, oh wow. Yeah, so it's, it's chunky. It's bigger than probably a bit bigger than Bone Pod and about four times wider. So um, <laughs> absolutely, it's a gorgeous model. It's from the Savage Orc Kickstarter, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, great model. So that's Punga Miniatures, Strength Seven, with no. Um, with no uh, tackle zone. Yeah, with with take root as the only mega trait is brilliant. Is two fifty a good value for him? I think it possibly a bit cheap. <laughs> I think it might be a bit cheap. Strength seven on its own is not incredible. Now you're getting two die blocks on strength three players with three die blocks three on blocks. strength five players, yeah. which is which is really good. He doesn't have block, he does have mighty blow, so he's kind of a death roller. Yeah. Without secret weapon, which in itself is is, is brilliant. Yeah. But the death roller is way less than two hundred and fifty thousand. Yes, sure. he would be good coming up against the likes of dwarf teams. Yeah, um, ogre teams. Yeah, I know ogres have got their um their own issues to worry about. However, if you can get six or um, six ogres on a team, then you're you're laughing to make life a little bit easier. You stick one in in amongst it. You need three ogres just to be able to lock him on a two die. Oh no, on a one die. No, that's the beauty of ogres is you can still use this not. Yeah. Could you see an orc team taking him? In place of a troll. Yeah. If you didn't run a troll, I would. He would be a good shout as a um as, as a an inducement. Yeah, for two hundred. If you're down two hundred and fifty k, 
it would be you'd be hard pressed to find it's almost half the price of Morgan Thor. Yeah, I think probably three hundred k would probably be a better value. More accurate. More accurate, point. yeah. Not better value, sorry, yeah. Would be a more accurate valuation of it. Yeah. Found appearance is great. Take root, again, it's quite thematic. I like that. Yes. So he's not really Makes moving sense. very far, but he is absolutely tough. And he's got you know, mighty blow regeneration on there as well. I, I can see that. Do you, I, can you see a goblin team taking it? 250 for another troll, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I reckon so. Absolutely. He doesn't have throw team though, does he? I think he's supposed to. So because he's always hungry, I'm assuming he, he, has, he has throw a teammate. Just going to have a look at the rules for Ripper, because Ripper is a, a great... Ripper Bulgrop? Yeah, is a great star player for most goblin teams to use. So Ripper is 270k, move 4, so the same movement, strength 6, so one movement less. Strength uh, one strength One strength less. Adge 1 and AB 9. So same same edge, same armour. Yeah. He has got Lona Grab, Mighty Blow, Regeneration, Throw Teammate. So he's got no Negatrait, Grab, which is great, Mighty Blow, which is great. So this guy is essentially a slightly better Ripper. Yep. So if he was to hit 250, I think it would be a great option instead of Ripper. However, I think, like we said, he needs to be about 300, yep. which would make him a good alternative to Ripper. And I would probably run him in an Underworld team just because of Carnage. It would be great. And I probably wouldn't use the model that he recommend. I would use my Fen Beast. Ah, uh, yeah, that yeah. Same like thing, that. really. Yeah, it's a big monster made from bits and bobs, and it shambles around. I do like that idea. Yeah, that's why I was a big fan of that entry as well. So that is our star player for the episode. Once again, thank you for everybody who took part, and thank you for everybody who's giving us feedback and is helping us out with the podcast. So that's everything, and thank you very much for joining us here at the Bonehead Podcast. See you next episode, and remember, two heads aren't always better than one.